Over the last few weeks, we have been looking into the book of Luke. We've been looking at Jesus wherever, whenever, being like Jesus. And how can we be like Jesus if we don't know Jesus? So it's great to look at Jesus, at the life of Jesus. So we're doing that in the book of Luke. Pastor Ray started us off in the usuals or the patterns, as he talked about, from Luke chapter 2, 41 and 42. It said, every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. The usuals, the patterns are incredibly important in our lives. What usuals, patterns do we have? Then Sheridan, both Sheridan and, Ray, and Jay spoke into verse 43. They didn't miss him at first. And then Sheridan spoke into verse 49. Did you not know that I must be about my father? Jesus said in verse 49. So if you missed any of those, they are on the podcast, on the website, or on the church app. So Jesus was intentionally purposed about the Father. So wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. Are we intentionally purposed about our Heavenly Father? And also um, Sheridan touched on identity. That was good, wasn't it? We all need to be continually encouraged around identity. And, and it's interesting to note that at the age of 12, it appeared that Jesus had a solid identity. The age of 12, it, his identity wasn't based on comments from Facebook or Instagram or maybe as the kids greeted him at school or treated him at school or the, in the carpentry workshop or wherever he was, his Focus and identity was based on what Heavenly Father says, a really good encouragement for each one of us, that our identity needs to be based on what Heavenly Father says. And a side note for parents and grandparents, speak life and identity into your kids. Tell them that you love them. Tell them that they're champions that their Heavenly Father has a plan and a purpose for their lives. Teach them to know Father's voice and leading and guiding. For me, in my life, I am currently in the stage of going, oh my goodness, my time is up. (laughs) Have I implemented enough? Have I spoken enough? And the answer is no, I haven't, because I'm not perfect. Not a perfect parent, But parents, I want to encourage you, the time goes fast. Yeah, for a while there, I was like, man, this does not go fast. (laughs) But now I go, oh, yes, it does go fast. So seize the moment, parents of younger children. Take the opportunity to speak life into your kids. Steer them towards God. Speak life and identity into them. So speaking of growing up, kids growing up, Jesus grew. He grew up, or he grew. And Monique, Monique, you didn't even know what I was going to be speaking on. You are amazing, Monique. Fantastic. And here she mentions growing up, and I'm like, what? 
<laughs> Fantastic word around communion. Monique's going to be speaking, is it next Sunday night? Yeah. Watch this girl. Isn't she fantastic? Well, she's not a girl anymore. She's a young woman. Yeah. Fantastic to see young women and young men on fire for God. So, growing up. Jesus grew up. In verse 40 and 52, this is what I'm up to today from the book of Luke in chapter 2. We're still in chapter 2. A whole lot takes place in chapter 2. But first of all, before we go to verse 40 and verse 52, if you're taking notes, I felt drawn to, first of all, go to elsewhere. And so I spoke, I was speaking to Sheridan on the phone in India, and I said, I know I'm supposed to be speaking on Jesus grew and growing up, but I'm just feeling drawn, you know, to the, to the side there. And so he gave me permission. That's good. I'm not being too naughty. He's like, go with it. Go with it. So this is where I felt Holy Spirit draw me to, and I felt, I feel very strongly that Holy Spirit wants to speak into all of it. He grew. But first of all, I felt drawn to Simeon and Anna before verse 40 in Luke chapter 2, if you're taking notes. Simeon and Anna are on the scene. And, yeah, as I said, a whole lot takes place in chapter 2. There's a whole lot in there. You know, Jesus is born, the angels appear to the shepherds, and the shepherds go and see the baby Jesus, and they're all amazed. They glorify God. And then Jesus is circumcised and named, and then his parents take him to Jerusalem to dedicate him to God. So here we are in Jerusalem. They take, they've taken him to dedicate him. And we're at verse 25. Luke chapter 2, verse 25. It says, At that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout. He was living to honour God. And he was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, Now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. And then Simeon continues to bless Joseph and Mary and prophesies over them. Then in verse 36, Anna comes along. And I won't go and read. On, you can read that for yourselves from verse 36 onwards. But it says that Anna lived a life of worship and prayer, similar to Simeon. He was righteous and devout. She lived a life of worship and prayer, and she was obviously also led by the Spirit because she just so happened to come along at just that time when Simeon was talking with Joseph and Mary. And when Anna saw them, 
immediately she began to praise God. She knew that this baby was the awaited saviour. She stepped into her place of praise. And so what I saw from what I felt Holy Spirit speak to me from the life of Simeon and Anna is basically there's three things. They, both of them, they were living to honour God. They were living to honour God. It says Simeon was right, righteous and devout. Anna was, would worship, pray and fast. They were living to honour God. They lived a lifestyle of praise and worship. They were living to honour God. Also, both of them were both eagerly awaiting, eagerly expectant. They were both expectant. Eagerly awaiting. Holy Spirit was upon them and they were led by the Spirit. So they were living to honour God, they were expectant, and Holy Spirit was upon them and they were led by the Spirit. They were led by the Spirit. Now both Simeon and Anna had not seen any miracles take place. You know that Jesus didn't turn water into wine before their eyes. There was no voice from heaven like at Jesus' baptism saying, this is my son. They never heard anything like that. You know, they didn't have like the, um, the shepherds had in the fields, the angels appearing. They didn't have anything like that, but they were in a place of expectancy and they knew, they knew as soon as they saw, they knew. Expectant, living to honour, and led by the Spirit. I, for me, I have um, a, a sense that there is a move of the Spirit on the threshold. I have, yeah, I... I had a few people come up to me after the nine going, oh, you too, you too. So I know that there, there are others here that you're sensing something is, is at the door, is at the door. And I feel, and actually last Sunday night, I had a picture and I encouraged us as a church that I felt that Holy Spirit was asking us to prepare like a bubbling up. I saw the picture of a, a bubbling up of our spirits right down from down deep, a bubbling up of expectancy in our spirits for what God wants to do, for what Holy Spirit wants to do. And I felt like he is requiring that bubbling up, the expectancy within to meet what he is going to outpour. So it's like a there's the two coming together, but he requires that. He requires the expectancy. He requires, and I saw that in Simeon and Anna as I was drawn to them. They would have missed the moment if they weren't expectant, if they weren't led by the Spirit, maybe if they weren't living to honour God. They could have missed that moment. If their norm was, rather than to praise, if their norm was to criticize or be in a place of being negative, they may have missed it. 
If their norm was to live as they pleased, maybe to the lowest common denominator, rather than to live in a place of honouring, worshipping, praising, praying to their God, they may have missed it. But Simeon and Anna were there. They were there. They were led by the Spirit. They were there. And they were expectant and they knew. They knew this is, they could recognize this is the King of Kings. This is the awaited Savior. They were expectant to receive Him. So, church, are we expectant? Are we expectant? Am I expectant? Are we ready for how Holy Spirit wants to encounter us and not just us, but those around us? Are we, are we ready for what he wants to do? Yes. Are we led by the Spirit each day, like Simeon and Anna? Well, like Jesus. Jesus was led by the Spirit, wasn't he? He was constantly attentive to what Father was saying, constantly attentive to him. Are we led by the Spirit like Jesus, like Simeon and Anna? How is our hunger and our thirst? How is our expectancy for what Holy Spirit has for us? And you know, when Jesus came, some received him and some didn't. Some were ready, some were expectant, and some weren't. And I feel like it's like it's like that now. And that Jesus is returning. One day Jesus is returning, and we are told to be ready at all times. He is returning. But it's so easy to get into a place of, of sleepiness where some people may have been in that time when Jesus was born when the Holy Spirit was poured out in Acts 2. There may be a time of sleepiness for some, and I feel like Holy Spirit saying, come on, bubble up, bubble up. Let the expectancy grow because I want to do something greater than what we can even imagine. Some were ready to receive the Spirit. And maybe some weren't. Galatians 5.25 says, Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Keep in step with the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit, like with Simeon and Anna. They had a wonderful encounter because they were attentive to the Spirit. All we need to do is ask. Ask Him. Ask Him. What do you want to say to me, Holy Spirit? How do you want me to prepare my, my own life? How do you want me to walk today? How do you want me to approach this meeting or this time with my friends? How do you want me to go about my day. Ask him. Luke chapter 2, verses 39 and 40. 
when Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. When they returned home, he was still a little baby. They'd just been there and had him dedicated. He was still a little tiny baby. And then it says in verse 40, it says, There the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom, and God's favour was on him. Then we cross over to verse 41 through to 51, and that's where we've been spending time over, I think it was the last few, few weeks, where they go off to Jerusalem again, as usual. Jesus is 12, and Joseph and Mary lose the Son of God the king of kings, they lose him because he is about his father's business. So we won't go and read 41 to 51. You can read that yourself. Verse 52, they're back. They've returned to Nazareth after finding him again. They've returned to Nazareth. Jesus is 12. And it says, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favour with God and all the people. So in verse 40, it says, There the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom and God's favour was on him. That's ages 0 to 12. And verse 52, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favour with God and all the people. And that's obviously from the age of 12 right through to about the age of 30, because we next see him when he is about to be water baptised. So we see from this that we need to be both filled with wisdom and also purposed to grow in wisdom, stature and favour with God and with people. If we are to be wherever, whenever, being like Jesus. Jesus grew in wisdom and he was filled with wisdom. He grew. I reckon that as we've been hearing over the last few weeks and as I've just summarised them around the usuals and that Jesus was about his father's business, I reckon that it is a direct result that Jesus grew in wisdom, stature and in favour with God and with people, a direct result of the usuals, the patterns, being about his father's business, being led by the Spirit. It's a direct result. It's going to take place that you're going to grow. We will grow as we implement that into our lives. And I can also guarantee you that Jesus, as he was growing as a young man from the age of 12, right through to 30 there, that he would have been compassionate, merciful, slow to anger, and filled with unfailing love. Because we read in the Word that that is God's nature, and he was reflect, Jesus was reflecting God's nature. So that's got to help if you're compassionate, merciful, filled with unfailing love, slow to anger. It's got to help in growing in favour with God and people, isn't it? (laughs) So if we can be reflective of that in our lives, I know that we sometimes don't get it quite right, but praise God, His mercies are new every single morning. Thank you, Lord. 
But if we are doing our best to live in honor, in honor of God, honoring Him, and reflecting that nature, we're going to grow in favor with God and with people. We're going to grow in wisdom. But we can also be filled with wisdom. James 1 verse 5 says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. Yes, thank you, Lord. I love that. I love it that I can ask him and he will give me wisdom. But I do need to point out that it also then says, to ensure that your faith in, is in God alone. There is a, a prerequisite there. Our faith needs to be in God alone, not divided between God and the world. Not divided, but in God alone, living to honor God. Our faith is in God alone. Then when we ask for wisdom, he will give it because he's generous. Thank you, Lord. I call upon the Lord most days. I'm going to say every day, but maybe sometimes I forget. Most days for his wisdom. I need his wisdom. And we can be filled with supernatural wisdom. How awesome is that? So wonderful. Ask, and he will give it. But we can also grow. We can also grow in wisdom. And I need to give a plug here for Vision College because we, that's one way that we can grow in wisdom through doing biblical studies. Through also, as Josh said before, getting involved in an Activate group through studying together with your Activate group. That we can grow together. We can grow in wisdom, stature, and favor with God and with people. Living to honour him. Growing in that. Continually growing in that. Encouraging one another in it. Being led by the Spirit. Let Being led by the Spirit. Growing in wisdom. Let that be our usuals. Let that be our usual. Continually led by the Spirit. And we will grow. 